Hello, Elliot. Hello, Thomas. How the fuck are you? I'm, like, pretty fucked up. How are you doing? <laughs> same, same, same. Hi, listeners. How are you? We're gonna just assume that you're the same. Yeah, I think everyone's going through, a little, like, a quarantine moment, so... Yeah, a quarantine, if you will. Thank you. I, I will, Tom. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, listeners, to Do. You. Queer. What? I. Queer. And that's Elliot. And that's Tom. And we're Dickwick. And we're also doing this over Zoom, so I hope this works. We're doing this over Zoom. We both have Zoom open so we can see each other. Your faggot sort of rim job mustache I can see. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Tom doesn't sound like um, he's a giant robot, so. I really don't want that. Like, I, I know I'm a lot of things, but robotic I am not. No, you're not, because you went to acting school, so it's almost impossible for you to be robotic. Unless I act like a robot. Can you can, can can you give me a taste of a gay robot? Hello. Can- <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. You know what? Don't put me in the spot. I, I can't. I, I haven't talked to anybody in forever. I know. So like, this is really like jarring to me to talk to you. It's really jarring to me too. And like, just for for full transparency's sake, I want to say that Tom and I have been trying to figure out technical issues for almost two hours now and uh i'm drunk because of it uh same we were gonna have one drink when we started recording but that was yeah you're right two hours ago ago. so here we are just take us as we are that's all we're asking for that's all we ever ask for to be honest um and if you like us which at this point you better you have nothing else to do Mm -hmm. you can go and and um uh, give us a rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. And you can find us on Instagram. Give us a quick follow. You can email us at doyouqueer at gmail.com if you have something ridiculous, profound, or insulting to say to us. And also at this point... Other than that, we have Facebook and Patreon and other fun things. Tom, that was the best you've ever done at that. So thank you. Okay, I'll take that. And one more... One more. If you want merch, you can have merch. I know in this time of uncertainty, we're all searching how we can help artists and help small little cute projects like us. So one way of doing that is to go on our website and maybe purchase some merch. I am begging because I am a desperate fag. Jesse's talking to Um, I've just heard from Jesse that our merchandise is cheaper now. It's mm. on. It's on sale permanently. Some might say. It's on sale permanently. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like your butthole, honestly. Because during during this time, this time of COVID nineteen, um, it just felt like we need to do a little bit, like a little thing, you know. Yeah. Just I a know. little bit. Um, I should also say, um, you can email us at doyourqueer at gmail not only to share something funny or to send us hate mail, but since no one can see anyone anymore, we've had to kind of. Uh, just get over not having in-person recordings. So if you want to yeah. come and be a guest at this point, just send us an email. We can do it wherever you are. Yeah. Elliot and I rarely disagree over things. Dick quick. Actually, that's a lie. We always disagree. <laughs> but one thing that I was sort of adamant about is having guests in room with us to have like a sort of very um, uh, authentic connection. But that's just all gone out the window, just like the rest of the world. So... Let's zoom. Let's zoom, baby, zoom. Which also, like, when I really think about it, you you thrive off the effervescence of in-person repartee and, like, body language and, like, the whole actor thing. Um, so That's you, right. So you must be, like, like, super not okay right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll get into that, but yes, that's very true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Table that. Um, <clears throat> Table it. I would like to say something, too, that you just made me think of um, when you said, you know, like, support small artists and queer artists and stuff um i recently found out that businesses in the village are offering uh gift card services so that you can still actually be supporting um queer owned businesses during this time and if if you're able i know like i some people might not be financially able but if you have any money to spare and if there's small businesses that you love and you want to help keep them afloat you can still purchase services from them in this time what kind of services well, I don't know. One thing that came to mind was like Craig's Cookies just opened up in the village, you know, and like right. if you want to buy a gift card for later or whatnot, 
Um, oh, I see. You can go buy a gift card to use it when things open up again. I keep forgetting that things are going to open up again. Yeah. Like, in my mind, this is just the next, like, this is the world now. But I suppose maybe that's not the case. That's very Tom and very fatalist of you, which is the same thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean... Uh, it's fatalist of me. I think if it was fagalist of you, though, it would be a bit sexier. Like, I, w- I want something, like, more, you know? Really? I'd say fags are not sexy. We're, like, goofy. <laughs> goofy is really unsexy, like, so we'll give you that. Yeah. It's like, oh, our business is going to open like, oh, now. Like, kind of like that. That's like, like if your fag robot had a malfunction. That's what that sounded like. <laughs> okay, but here's the other thing. Here's the other thing is that um, a lot of bars and such will need like mass amounts of patronage after people are able to patronize them again, especially because yes. rent on church street is so fucking expensive. Um, yes. and, and in queer street West in like the West end village, like, um, these queer owned businesses must not be having an easy time of keeping things afloat. So everyone who's able, we should all just look forward to patronizing these spaces as soon as we can. Totally. I was just like my partner and I were just imagining together our first night out into the, the town again, where we're going to go to dinner and see a movie and then go to the village and like see drag queens and act silly. And I just like that day can't come soon enough. And I'm, I'm going to relish it so much. I'm not even joking, Tom. The first time I'm allowed out, I'm going to go to the queer bars and just like speculum, stretch my asshole and just have strangers sneeze inside of me. I just want to know how that's different from any other time you've been out. Because like, because I don't care so much about the bodily fluids, like, like public exchange like now it's just like i want like someone to like spit while they're talking and like i want you know i see you want to take like a covid19 test swab (laughs) and like stick it right up your anus (laughs) yeah like i love how yeah i love how there's a shortage in ontario and that's what i would stockhold them for is but there but the point is there won't be well maybe there will be when we're allowed out again hopefully true i don't know true yeah no if people are allowed to sneeze on me we should probably not need tests anymore right yeah exactly Uh, i'm following you or like you're so dark and fucked up that you might want that anyway just joking that joke went too far (laughs) it's funny too because we're not in person so you can't see my reaction like fast enough like the like look of sheer the sheer horror that i had as you said that (laughs) Oh, Tom, I need to know your color. Yeah, my color is like a, um, it's like a deep but also sparkly gray, if that makes any sense. So it's like a, what, that's your color too? I'm actually in disbelief right now. Continue, but like this is the second time in podcast history for us that we have the same color. Please keep going. How can that possibly be the same color? I hate you. Wasn't last time almond brown? Yes, literally. It was like slivered almonds. (laughs) Continue. Sorry. I don't know. I'm just hoping that I figure everyone's maybe going through the same thing of like really roller coaster of emotions. I'm a lot of the times fatalistic about what's going on. I'm some of the times optimistic about what's going on. Some of the times I just like ignore it altogether because that's what I have to do. And I don't know. Some of the times I think it's funny. And so I just feel like it like gray best embodies like the, the medium of the spectrum of like bananas moods that I'm going through (laughs) because like I have to hold true to something and that's, I don't know what it is anymore. Yeah. I love, I'm the same color for kind of the same reason, but um, with the added, uh, inspiration that I'm like a sparkling gray because I'm just looking at my vodka soda and it's sparkling gray water. Um, Tom, you're frozen. <laughs> oh, are Shit. you back? You're back. My internet connection is unstable, just like my personality at this point. <laughs> okay. Well, that'll be a fun edit, but I didn't hear at all your color. So do you want to start from there again? Sure. Yeah. I'm just saying my color is sparkling gray for kind of the same reason in that, you know, Um, I'm having a lot of ups and downs today, especially has been, I think, one of my more shockingly bad days. Um, Oh, but it's like, but it comes on the heels of me feeling really positive for a while and being like, you know, I can still work through this and I can still find purpose. And then I wake up and I'm just like so depressed and anxious and, you know, very kind of back and forth. 
Yep, I do know. But the real reason that I pick sparkling gray is because it's the color of the vodka soda that I'm currently drinking because it's sparkling and gray. <laughs> really? You're drinking gray vodka? That's a bit upsetting. Is, is it poison? No, it's in front of my la- like my laptop, which is gray. So it's that's all I can see through it. Okay. And it's sparkling. I also want to say like gray speaks to me because I'm incredibly numb at the same time as being incredibly not numb which doesn't make any sense but how is how does numbness play out for you these days what does that mean um i guess exactly how i just reacted like i just have nothing to like you know what i mean like i just yeah no i know i I don't know every every emotion that i feel seems like an overreaction like if I don't feel it enough, if I don't feel what's going on in the world enough, then I feel like I'm being callous. And if I feel it too much, then I feel like I'm being over dramatic. And I don't. There's not really a middle place for me. And I know that's how I live my life usually because I'm a gay Gemini. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I that that feels right. And there's the added kind of injury of not being able to share it with other people. So your metric is like the one person in your case that you're quarantined with or in other people's cases, just themselves. Sure. The tricky thing is like, you know, how I've made a living, what my art form is since I was six years old is, um, is uh, acting, which is in essence, the human experience, like taking energy from people, finding out emotions and and relationships and connections and always that's in person and that's actually my job right now too is facilitating classes and courses and productions that is that and so when you take all human connection away from someone like me or any artist in this field we're fucked like i am screwed Because, like, yeah, you and I can talk over the screen, and I'm very thankful for that. But there is a huge element missing. That there's a huge sort of, like, pocket of magic that we were taught is our art form that has just evaporated. Yeah, and I mean, the other aspect of that, which is really interesting, is that these are the exact times when we need artists, and we need actors, and we need um, escape and inspiration. And, like, three and a half weeks ago, when it was still safe to kind of like walk through parks um me and timothy went to the park and looked down and saw this group of like they must have been roommates i guess because they there was three people close together um and they were dancing in the middle of this big park and it was so captivating to everyone around them because people just needed to watch humans do something joyful like for some distraction you know and i feel like that's the root of a lot of theater and like acting like we just you know like in times of crisis what what else is there really yeah, unfortunately, when you take that away, I don't know what else. I I don't know what my sort of vocation is. Like, yeah. there's this project which is fantastic, but again, like the highlight of this project is is me sitting in a room and connecting with you. Totally. It's it's just so bizarre. I hope that we can capture at least some of that or most of that energy. Yeah, I think I think we can. I think the weirdest thing is the time lag. I feel like I'm not getting reality, which which trips me out, you know? Yeah. But we'll have to see. And like I like looking into people's eyes and knowing their souls, and you just can't do that over a screen. You can't see my soul, Tom, that's because I don't have one. Oh yeah, that's true. I sold it years ago for the perfect, perfect tight asshole. Oh god, you should get a refund. I know, I think Satan really fucked me on that one. <laughs> Every time I fart, it sounds like a tuba. That is so upsetting. I that really, is truly. <laughs> I really want all of our listeners to know that Tom has like like a like an acorn of waspiness lodged in his heart and his humor, and he just does not find farts funny, and he will never. They're just not to him. <laughs> it's true. You know what? I don't find farts funny. I, I, <laughs> it's 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 truly strange because I'm such a vulgar, heinous person, but like <laughs> fart humor just doesn't do it for me. I guess I want something a little bit more imaginative. Oh my fucking god. I'm sorry that my <laughs> fart's aren't creative enough for you, Tom. Like, if you were to fart into a vial and, like, you know, wrap it in a present and, like, insert it up some, I don't know, 
daddy's asshole. Now I'm interested. Now I'm listening. You know what I mean? Because it's like fart, but like make it festive. I feel like you're just describing your recent porn search because you've run out of things That's, to say. It's it's not true. You know I don't want fart porn. Oh, can I tell you something about porn? Yeah, always. I had it's like actually way less fun than than that would suggest. I had a full meltdown because I couldn't cancel my Pornhub subscription the other day because I forgot my username and password and I signed up for the free trial and then forgot all my info and my email wasn't working so I literally couldn't cancel it so I had to pay uh, for a full month of Pornhub when I just only wanted the trial Tom. Well hold on, hold on. But you had a full down meltdown about this. How much is the month? I would like. I would. Yes, that's what I was hoping you would pick out. It was um, fifteen dollars. <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> Listen, times aren't great. I know that people have actual problems and there's real things to worry about. But that was just. That was just enough to set me off. <laughs> Listen, I want you to take. I want you to take this and use it as a positive. I want you to sit down and watch every fucking porn you could ever find. And I want you to write down the best ones and bring them back to me on this show. Because I I feel like you can take this and turn it into a positive. Tom, I'm so proud of you. That was such a good spin. I'm going to do that. Good, good. I want some freaky ass shit though. Like I don't want some like, only Twink finds a bear. No, (laughs) I want something kooky. Get ready, get ready to be shocked. Thomas, that's all I can say. Good. I'm scared for both of um, us. Do you want to talk to me about, so I know that you've been going through some things in quarantine. Um, you're coping using strategies that are universal, which are um, being being slutty online. Yes. Um, changing your appearance. <clears throat> And sort of like um, using your art form, also using photography and TikTok dances and stuff like that. Do you want to talk to me about that journey? I feel like everything you just said was consecutive backhands across my face. And yeah, like maybe that was a setup to get me to talk. But it also just felt like you spitting on me while I was down. Um, So... Sure. Listen, what you... Okay, you picked up on that correctly, but it was more of like a celebratory slap. You know what I mean? It was more like, I know what you're doing. You're basic gay. Yeah. So talk about it. And here's a slap as well. Um, so the defensive cretin that I am, I would just like to say a few things to preface this. Um, okay. I, was, I was going to change my appearance pre-pandemic. Not that it matters, but, but, <laughs> but you know, and the listeners know, because we were talking about this for a while, it was supposed to be a funny self-aware public breakdown um there's nothing funny now because the world is in flames um yes number one uh number two that tiktok dance took me six hours and i'm not sure i'll be doing another one for the rest of quarantine i'm literally still (laughs) okay um but yeah no I, i my coping mechanisms uh first of all i like alcohol has been my biggest coping mechanism through this thing yeah, same, yep. Which, like, absolutely needs to change because I just came out of a month of not drinking and I've never felt better and then went into a month of drinking more than I have in the past five years of my life combined. Okay, but how does it change? Like, what else do you do? What do you mean? How does that change? Like, because you're right, drinking is the only thing that I'm doing. But, like, what else? Like, if I stop that, what else? What am I? Who am I? What am I doing? Okay, no, sir, for sure. Um... I think that I think that what everything I'm going to say to you, Tom, you're going to laugh back and back into my face. But in my sober month, I did all the same things. They were just fun, and I wasn't drunk, you know. And I know that alcohol makes sitting around interesting, but at the same time, after literally 31 consecutive days of binge drinking, like I've been doing, I wake up and I just want to cry. Okay, is that fair? Uh, if you say so, like I, I take your word for it. Maybe, maybe you, maybe I would have a different experience than you. Well, just also the thing is that like you literally can't go into REM sleep properly when you've even had a couple drinks before bed. So, so take like a, a full month of no proper sleep. That's going to fuck somebody up. Yeah. I'm just looking for something to pass the time. Like, otherwise I'd walk into the lake. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, if it's between you walking into the lake and drinking, <laughs> just please have a drink. Like at that point. <laughs> It honestly is that, I think. Yeah, that's fair. That's super fair. Um, 
I also, I took your question about creativity and turned it into my alcoholism. So I apologize. I apologize. No, that. that's fine. I'm just one, like, it's, it's very interesting to me. Like que- queer people in particular, I find are um, at the same time thriving during this pandemic as they are um, losing their fucking brains. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like there's some great fucking comedy coming out of the queer community that like now straight people are like, oh, queer people are funny. It's like, yeah, yeah, you idiots. We've been here all along. Not just now funny, you're... but interesting and fashionable and like the people you want to turn to in this time. Exactly. I feel like we're sort of, maybe this is just my not understanding what's going on, but I feel like we're put on some pedestal. Like I've had so many people reach out to me to be like, thank you for your humor. You're getting through this hard time. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing the bare minimum, but you're welcome, I guess. Like, that's just sad. Like, that's sad, you know? Yeah, but you know what? There's something wrong with straight people. We've always known that. Yeah. And so they're now seeing that maybe there's some color to their life other than waking up, eating porridge, going to their bank desk job, coming home, walking their stupid dog, watching CSI and going to sleep. You know what I mean? Yes. And like queer people don't do those things or they might, I don't want to paint anybody in any corners, but but they would do it better or at least they would do it better. At least more interesting. Um, I, I hesitate to even say this cause I don't remember the name of the, like the account or the person that did this, but there's a TikTok that I saw. And if you're listening and you know who it is, please email me and I will, I will give full reference. But this person was like, stop telling straight people they're boring because they're catching on and now they're trying to compensate and it's just bad. So like keep them in the dark. They shouldn't know. That's so funny that you said that. I fucking fully agree. Cause like in my straight person um, uh, uh, text group that I'm in, they started sharing gay memes and gay like accounts. And I'm like, oh right, you're catching up to this. And, and I do feel angry cause they're like, they think it's hilarious, but it's the most basic content. And I'm like, oh, right, you're that so far behind because you're straight and boring. Uh-oh. Let's not give our secrets away. Exactly. Exactly. But there's nothing else to do except for look online these days. And, you know, it's just the content that you need. So. Right. <sighs> Ew, no. That is so... We need to edit that out. Just, I'm, I'm not... I don't think I'm going to. Elliot, my goodness. <laughs> You know I'm waspy at heart. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. So, I've become more basic. We've established that. I'm doing basic things. It's it's a coping mechanism. Um, Yeah. What what are you doing to cope that is maybe a little bit more interesting or perhaps even more basic? Um, that's so funny. So, like, because we're what three weeks into this, maybe longer, four weeks into this. Day thirty one since like lockdown. Right. So I think I said even last week that like having the time to sit with myself and do nothing, I've started to like figure out that, hey, maybe I don't like myself all that much, but now it's come full circle and I'm incredibly busy again. Right. So it's like, oh, I had three work calls today and I had a film premiere of my friends I needed to watch. And after this, I have trivia. And after this, I have a Zoom date. And it's like, oh, right. My lifestyle is um, the same, just adjusting to this new world yeah so i'm not alone and bored anymore i'm back to being like busy and chaotic just in the in a way that i'm all by myself doing that which sucks i was really hoping when you said it went full circle that you were going to say that you realize that you love yourself but no now you're just more distracted and you're just going to ignore <laughs> you're going to ignore the largest <laughs> and most glaring part of that realization great that's great for you tom <laughs> Congrats. i will say i will say i'm trapped in a uh, uh, house with my boyfriend. Can Oz. we? Can we sidebar? Oh yeah, right. Oz, continue. Yeah, yeah. And oh, we haven't established that yet. That's in an upcoming episode. But anyway, his name is Oz, for all intents and purposes. And I've never spent so much alone time with someone in my entire life. And you really do sort of, you know, we've only been dating for a few months, and all of a sudden we're retired on an island together. <laughs> And it's just so funny how it went from zero to a hundred, which is very my personality. But he, the things that he's annoyed, the things that get him annoyed at me, which are many, please are share. the same. <laughs> please share. Are the same things that annoy me about myself. 
So it's like he's a mic, uh, sort of a microscope right now up to me because there's no hiding from him in any way. So the comments that he makes and the sort of what he's picking up from me is it, it is absolute truth. Like there's no, you know, I've been trained as an actor, so I can always like duck and cover and hide and put on personalities and like be who I want to be in groups. And like here, there's no hiding. Oh my God, Tom, I'm so intrigued. Um, what, what is it? Can you tell me? What's the most annoying thing for him? Uh, the moist, the most annoying thing. I said moist like Justin Trudeau. Um, <laughs> the most, uh, the most annoying thing is that, and I guess to a degree, it is true, and I never noticed it until now. Is that he gives me a hard time for starting tasks and just giving up on them. So like, I tried to build a fire and it didn't work, and I just gave up. Or like, I tried to do this, you know, try to organize some. Uh, technology things for the podcast and I couldn't do it so I just sort of gave up or like even things in the kitchen I'm like oh I don't know how to, I don't know how to do this and I'll stop it's just very I don't know I never noticed that I have that tendency but I do it's really funny because when we were um isolated in a cottage together two years ago uh you made fun of me for sticking to building a fire even though I maybe took the hyper fixation model and I spent three and a half hours trying to do it <laughs> and was getting increasingly frustrated but right yin and yang so I guess uh, yeah as usual split the difference between us like actually and we're half yeah. of a functioning person yeah and also like I don't know I, I, I'm sure you are but I'm a horny beast oh yeah like a horny beast oh. like if I'm left to think about nothing I'm thinking about sex and all the sex I want to do and all the sex I want to watch. Like when I'm and done coming, like my own cum turns me on again and it's like exhausting. Totally. I completely agree. And it's like because I'm not I'm just so open. I know I'm always open, but because there's this weird screen now in between me and everybody, I'm like, well, I can share whatever I want to because nobody can actually see me. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to get an OnlyFans? No, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, it's a Oz would not do that. Are you kidding? I feel like the two of you would do well in OnlyFans. I feel like we would as well, but I, that's not on the table. That's fair. I mean, let's see what happens with the job, and then and then we'll see. True. <laughs> Wait, would you do that? Oh, I'm. I've been begging Timothy to go on OnlyFans with me, and to no avail. To no avail. Um, no, Timothy wouldn't do that. No, 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 no. of course he wouldn't. But I just feel like. Um, I feel like the allure of like the two of us would just would would boost the account. It would give us the boost we need, you know. Right, you'd be like twink brother porn. Sure. Sorry, post twink. My bad. I'm so upset. I wasn't gonna say anything, and then you felt the need to correct. You felt the need, honestly, Tom, to kick me while I'm down on my lowest day, <laughs> at my most insecure. So thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad that we did this today. Fucking bastard. You have a mustache. You can be a twink with a mustache. I was going to shave it, but then I didn't want to deal with the reality that I'm just not a twink no matter what. So I'll, <laughs> I'll keep the facade. It's easier this way. <laughs> For fuck's sakes. Oh, my lord. Um, okay, Tom, do you, did you do any like any like research for this episode? No, I didn't. I figured it would be exactly what's happening right now. Okay, cute. I love that. I definitely did a little bit of research. <laughs> okay, did you want to tap into our season four questions, since this is technically the episode to do that? I would love that. I would actually. Before we even do that, we should just say like, "Happy season four. This is really exciting." Happy saison cat. Saison cat is coming at where yeah. is where it's at. Oh, that was better. Thank you. So, Thomas. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot first. Okay. Our season four question is, what does your or a queer future look like? And then the second part of that question is, what inspires you um, to kind of move towards this queer future? What inspires you for this queer future? Okay. So my answer has changed based on this last 30 minutes of of conversing with each other. Amazing. I feel like... Our queer future is not just queer people sort of settling into society and society being fine with queer people existing. It's elevating them even further so that queer people are celebrated over top of other people. You want queer <laughs> supremacy. I, 
if I'm yeah, if I may be so bold, I feel like what's happening right now in in uh, in this pandemic, as I said earlier, is that queer people are really thriving in an unstable and hilarious and smart way. And I feel like the rest of the world is sort of catching on to that, and they're celebrating it in hopefully. And so my hope is that as we transition back to a normal life, if if we ever have a normal life, um, that will transition with it. I love that. In not in, in not a tokenizing way, certainly, but in in uh, a, a real human. Uh, does that make any sense? Yeah, definitely. I feel like, like I'm like, going. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You're making sense. Like your hope is that that the realization and the attention lasts beyond kind of this crisis that we're in. Sure, and. And it's it it's not only sort of um, celebrated but needed. Society needs queer energy right now. Society needs queer laughter and queer kookiness at the moment. And I think moving forward, they're going to continue to need that. Definitely. And I mean, this is also speaking from our position living in a nation where like it's relatively very accepting of queer people right and there's so many people living in so many places where it's not safe to be queer and um i don't know it's just it's crazy to think that people care so much about that even during a pandemic when everyone should kind of be on the same side you know and looking out for each other and there's so many places where i don't know yeah i hope it changes yeah and and as always as we always do we need to sort of point out our privilege so you and I are privileged to have this platform and talk on this platform. But the other hope is, is that during this pandemic, it it's moderately accessible to do what we're doing. Yeah. So the hope is that people find the right people find the right tools to be able to do this. Because I feel like people's ears are open and eyes are open to content. Definitely. And I mean, I have to be honest, if we didn't already have a show, um, I probably wouldn't be able to do this. Like, like, just even have the um, motivation, you know, to get up. Same. This. It's same. If we decided last week to do this project, it'd be like, no, you're fucking stupid. Not. Yeah, no, <laughs> I struggle with that a lot. Okay, well, what what inspires you then for this this future? Well, I think IRDs. Oh wait, I, I'm so sorry. I thought I said that. No, you did. You, but like, you said the future itself. But kind of, are there any specific people online, or, or is there any? I don't know, like explicit inspiration. I mean, you know, you did say that this conversation, but yeah, it's it's straight people sort of starting to share queer content, and I know that in some ways that makes it um, worse. <laughs> But in other ways, you know, I was able to, you know, I was on a call with my family last night with 30 relatives. Oh and I was God. able to talk about my boyfriend because there was a level of safety uh, because I was behind a screen. You know, a lot of my relatives are quite conservative. And so I knew that talking behind the screen, it, it was safe for me to talk about my queer life and what's going on with my queer life. Because I, at the end of the day, I just fucking close my computer, be done with it. I'm not in a room at a dinner table eating cranberry sauce with them. Yeah, that's a really good point. I feel like I'm dancing around the question, which is absurd because I created the question, but there it is. No, that was perfect. That was perfect. Um, it, it's funny, it, like I'm thinking about kind of how on one hand you're saying that speaking through a computer and being isolated actually gives you more safety to be more open with your family. Um, but then there's so many people that I'm seeing on the other side who are isolated with a family, like queers who are not out of the home yet, who actually, like, yes. this is nightmarish for them, you know? Yep. Um, and hopefully they have uh, outlets online for, to you know, resources, people to talk to, things to see. If this were the 90s, we'd be fucking fucked. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I've been seeing a lot of really cool resources online that are saying, you know, uh, here are fun ways to play with your gender identity while you're in quarantine. And here are little things every day you can do to kind of affirm your own queerness and to, you know, like not have this disrupt you from being on the path to becoming the person that you want to be um, Yeah. In, in, in small ways right now. I love that. Love it. Or, or I hate it. I can't tell. Yeah. This is my gray mood. Your gray, um, mood. So, Elliot, tell me about your queer future. <clears throat> um, 
mine has kind of changed too like since the pandemic started um or maybe it's just the same but it's gotten more uh necessary seeming but my queer future is um abolishing the prison industrial system it's um universal uh basic income it's better social services it's um recognizing that the very people that the system is built upon are the same people that should reap the benefits and not, you know, the 1%. And it's just like literally every in every way that this pandemic has fractured our society all along that fault line is my queer future. Like we need to fight for that crack. We need to push that crack wide open. We cannot go back to any sort of normalcy. And like we need a full systems change, which seemed like fucking like woo-woo imagination bullshit before. And now we're literally seeing like, like world leaders scrambling to keep up with shit that queer scholars have been saying for so long and you know critical race theorists and anti-neo-imperialists and like I don't know it's just I feel very affirmed in kind of my political stance lately and I feel like uh as hard as it's been for me to stay motivated I'm I'm recognizing coming out of this um I like can't be complacent about the future that I want you know Wow, that sounded like sincerely hopeful. Yeah, that was uh, that was uplifting for me to even think that. <laughs> I had cool. a good time that, with that. That's awesome. As usual, it's what you said is very specific and political, and I'm incredibly glad I went first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also like, so I guess where where the queerness comes into that is just is just the fact that everyone everyone who's pushed to the margins or everyone who you know, feels feels like the most amount of pressure of society also happens to be, like, essential people in society. People, like you're saying, that you turn to for inspiration and relief and people that are building the services that we need every single day and providing services. And, like, I don't know, I kind of want to invert the queerness as being outsider model and be, like, my queer future is recognizing that queerness is, like, necessary. It's, like, yeah. contingent for our future and our happiness, you know? Right, so we're relying right now on, like, Frontline workers, grocery stores, teach online teachers, nurses and doctors. It's like, oh, right. So when everything disappears, these are the people that are keeping our society going. Why yeah. are they not millionaires? Exactly. Other than all these other fuckers. Exactly. And like, yeah. at the same time, too, we're realizing, oh, COVID-19 has gotten into like Rikers Island, let's say, uh, it's devastating the population and at the same time the population is like an over representation of people of color and trans people and you know like it's just i don't know everything everything has to change it has to um okay and then i guess the second part of my question is what gives me inspiration is just seeing uh the frontline workers and seeing you know the the people who are amazing me with their ability to stay active about this and to stay hopeful about this and to like push me, push me to recognize, um, you know, once we come out of this, like this won't magically change then like nations can still frame this as like a temporary crisis and then go back to the way things were when in reality we still need all of these like basic social services post Corona. Um, so I'm, I'm inspired by people that are, uh, somehow staying motivated and continuing to fight even right now because I can't like get out of bed a lot so you know yeah yeah I guess that's my answer it's incredible and yeah um I was you go talking to all my family last night and it's so interesting that uh, in Canada we are really in a good position comparatively I have a family in Rhode Island and New York, they're they're terrified, like legit terrified. I have family in Bermuda who aren't allowed to leave their house on days that don't correspond to the first letter of their last name. Wow. And there's a permanent curfew of 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. It's like there's such um, severe precautions in place. And I really do think that's the right way to go. Like, let's just over... Let's be overly cautious rather than the other way around. All, so all that will equal is us getting out of this sooner, you know? Exactly. exactly. Um, and less people getting ill and dying. And so here we are in Toronto being like, I'm going rollerblading. And then like, I don't know, 
it's it, yeah. it's tricky. It's yeah. tricky because you want to have some sort of normalcy in this, but you also have to understand that it's not normal. Exactly. And, and if you're going crazy, if you're going kooky inside, we, we all are. That's what we're all doing. Yeah. No, for sure. And like, there's so many ways that, you know, humans have lived through multiple pandemics. And as a species, I think we're really good at forgetting things and forgetting crises and moving along. Um, Oh, you don't say. But like epidemiologists and, I don't know, doctors and disease ecologists have been saying that this is coming for a really long time and like have been telling people to prepare. And like, this should have been our normal. Like this, the potential for... Um, lockdown and the potential for isolation and all this stuff should have kind of already been built into a normal and it wasn't and so everything's toppling and I feel like going forward I'm really trying to meditate on not forgetting how I'm feeling and how we're acting and you know just the realization that life is much more fragile I guess than we than we know it to be yikes yeah okay that was really bleak um (laughs) let's keep things let's let's sexy things up a bit like oh do you have any fun i know you've been trapped inside with timothy for so long are you guys pooping on each other what's going on actually funny you say that he did gape my asshole and piss inside me the other day while while fucking me hold up hold up hold up do you say gate your asshole gape gape how uh butt plug <laughs> so he put a talk me through each step so he put a butt plug in me like stretched me out okay. and then left it in for long enough so that like when he pulled it out I was still kind of like relaxed and gaped. How how long? Uh I honestly don't remember. Time doesn't make sense anymore. Um probably okay. if, 10, you were, if you had to estimate. Like ten minutes. Like four days. Oh, <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> I wish I was so tight that it took me four days to gape. Um, you wish post tweet. And then he oh my god. I'm ending the Zoom meeting. Um, and then he pulled the butt plug out and then like, like fucked me and pissed inside of me while fucking. Fucking you while peeing. Yeah. Yeah. You never cease to amaze me. And by amaze, I mean disgust. I'm just joking. I'm not kink shaming. That sounds awesome. No, you're, no, you're allowed to kink shame. I give you permission. (laughs) Um, yeah, so that was fun. I also do, I have a sex story, um, like like just pre-corona that I didn't get a chance to share on the podcast. Oh, pre-corona. Okay. Yeah, it kind of it kind of feels like like lore from a forgotten age at this point. Um, okay. Especially because it entails like a six-person orgy, which just makes my anxiety flare up to think about right now. Right. You know. Yeah. It's like Lord of the Twinks or something. Right. So, are you going to share that story? Yeah, I'm just getting... I'm building the courage to... um, Okay, so... This was, like, three months ago? Two months ago now? Two months, probably. Um, Timothy and I met this guy on Grindr, who was, like, a sexy daddy, and happened to live across the street from us. I'm literally looking at his building as I tell this story. Um, and so we're getting ready. We have a few drinks. Sounds like me so far, but go on. Yeah, like literally, except he wasn't my actual neighbor. Um, we had a few drinks, built up the courage. As we're leaving, he's like, hey, boys, I have two friends here, and they also think you're sexy. Um, and his two friends were, like, older. Like, they were all, like, like 40 to 50 range. Okay. Um, and so... It was that's, like that's so. I was gonna say, what do you mean older? Like twenty five? Oh my fucking god! That's literally younger than I am. Why are you bullying me right now? I don't understand. Go <laughs> um, on, pedal pod. Let's continue. Um, we decide that it would be hot to kind of like get some attention and be like, you know, like young in the crowd. Um, also, we like we like liked the guy that initially invited us, so we decided to go. And then literally as we're almost outside, he was like, hey, boys. So the the couple that likes you invited, like, a bottom for themselves. So there's another person coming. So at that point, mm-hmm. at this point, there's four people in this apartment. And we're like, okay, yeah, let, let's still do it. Um, we get up into the apartment. And the bottom and the older couple are fucking in the bedroom. And we start hooking up with the initial daddy in his kitchen. Um and he's really sexy and it's really fun and we're like sucking his dick in the kitchen um 
and then he tells us to go introduce ourselves to the guys in the bedroom. And I don't I don't go, but Timothy goes and he walks in and sees these two older men uh, fucking this bottom just like so aggressively on rubber sheets um, in his bed. <laughs> and it's just like if you know Timothy, like that's just not like that's just not his thing at all. So he like meekly said hello and then came back and then the three of us kept hooking up. Um, and then eventually the guys in the bedroom came out to meet us in the kitchen and were like meeting each other, like, like sucking dick. Hello. You know, like, hi, like suck dick. Um, and then this part's, I'm embarrassed and ashamed about this next part. So please don't judge Uh Oh, this must be really bad because you don't experience shame. No, I, this is bad. Um, so when, when we were meeting people, like the, the, I guess the other bottom that got invited, uh, we were all like saying hello and Timothy kissed him. Hello. Cause that's what you would do at an orgy. Right. And I look okay. into his eyes you say so. and like something, something about the look in his eye. Like he just looked really like kind of sad and forlorn and I panicked and I shook his hand um, instead. And like, I don't think you're supposed to shake hands. Hello at an orgy. And like, it was really uncomfortable, but I didn't even realize until after um, so that happened, and then we all kind of keep hooking up, and next thing I know, I'm sucking off, like, one of the older guys on the couch, and I'm like... Oh, oh. next thing you know, eh? Yeah. It's just, it just randomly happened, and I'm like, I want you to come in my mouth. Like, he had, like, literally the fattest cock I've ever seen, and I was like, do it. And so I'm making him come, and he's, like, literally leaning back and going, like, wow, wow, oh, Wow. And then he oh, played. he was on something hard. Oh, yeah. that's. I also forgot to say that. It was all... They were, like, partying and playing. So it was, like, sure. lots of drugs. Um, except for me and Timothy. Uh, which also made it kind of weird because we were on, like, very clearly a different level than everybody else. Um, <laughs> but I make this guy come. And then I I don't know if that was, like a, like, a breach in the rules or if, like, if he had agreed to come with the bottom he invited because the bottom left kind of upset as that was happening. Um, and then the two older guys left, and then it was just me and Timothy and the original daddy. And then we actually just ended up, like, we kept hooking up, and then we showered together, and then, like, cuddled in his bed, and it turned into, like, from, like, a six-person daddy twink orgy to, like, a very cute and heartfelt, like, moment, you know? Okay. And then coronavirus happened. (laughs) Do you think that caused coronavirus? I'm starting to think it did. You think it was patient zero? It's possible. That experience was just so upsetting for the universe that the virus just sparked. The cutest thing is that we're still texting. It turned into a... It turned into a bat and flew to China. I manifested it with my own deeply, deeply (laughs) upsetting actions. Okay, but... Okay, but would you not have, have gone in the first place? Would I not have gone? I don't think I would have gone. That doesn't sound like something I would want to do. Okay, that's fair. What if what if you were the daddy and like multiple twinks were like, we want to suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> would you go? I guess it would depend on. <laughs> it would depend on some things. Okay, sure. Yeah, but like you're thinking about it more than you're thinking about my situation. Well, you know, I like getting my dicks on it. No, for sure. Um, and like the attention. The attention given to you, I guess, would be the same as the. Attention. I also love attention. Yeah, those are things I like. Yeah. There's just something about like, like going to an orgy where there's older men, where it's like, I don't know. I just, me and my boyfriend, we're like, we 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 need that, uh, um, that boost right now, you know, of confidence. Yeah, I get that. Do you? <laughs> no, no, I do. Because <laughs> you're giving me judgment. I definitely eyes. do. <laughs> for fuck's sake I just have so many things to say I don't know what's appropriate or not. please just say say one of them <laughs> um, sexually I've had to tone it down a lot and that's probably a good thing are you okay though? yeah no I'm definitely okay um, uh, I just feel like I'm not, like, 
I have to curb a lot of my like nasty thoughts about the actions that I want to do. You know what I mean? Yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> I feel like me and Oz are on two very different ends of the spectrum when it comes to like being nasty. I feel like we <laughs> can meet in the middle a little bit. <laughs> I wish so bad that I could have so many more details than I can probably have. Like, Oz will freak out at me if I'm even, like, peeing with the door open. He doesn't even like that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Tom. So, like, peeing, peeing on him is certainly out of the question. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you're not going to gape his hole tonight with a butt plugged and piss inside of him? It, it's not likely <laughs> to happen, no. I mean, I not, will... that, not that I necessarily want I will I will just say that me and my boyfriend have been dating for nine years, so at this point it's like it's like it's like what haven't we done? You know, like let's let's try it. I'll try it. You yeah. know? And I think the tricky thing is is that when you're living together and nobody else and seeing only each other for three weeks, it's like nasty things are bound to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like totally. sort of like body things are going to happen. And I relish in those moments because I feel like they're really humanizing and they turn me on because I feel like I'm getting to know someone on a really deep profound level that nobody else knows them on and so I like moments like that then why but do you hate when I burp there. why do you hate when I burp then burp, burping's not bad everyone burps openly burping is cheap that's not the same <laughs> burping is my way of letting you get to know me on a deep personal level like, if you burped into my butthole, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's great. I like that. We connected. <laughs> okay, I see. It's just, I need to go the extra mile. I understand. <laughs> I burping, it. like, school children. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, burping five-year-olds find funny. Yeah, so now you're calling me immature. I understand. I get it. I love, I love. Anyway, I feel like I said too much, so. No, that was great, Thomas. Um, Okay, so we're actually almost at time to end this, but... I didn't even talk about any of the things that I researched in advance. Shit, sorry. Don't be. I'm just, I'm going to launch into it just briefly. Um, it's, it's stuff that has been out, like, since quarantine started, and I'm sure most people actually know this, but uh, I've been reading a lot about what to do if you are trans and bind, and because uh, coronavirus is a respiratory illness, binding can restrict your chest. Um, so it's caused problems. Yep. And I mean, that's also part of a lot larger conversation that I think we can continue ha- like continue having where uh, queer people are disproportionately affected by so many things. And, you know, this illness isn't um, isn't different than that. It's it's still disproportionately affecting queer people. Um, and one of those ways is binding. And so what healthcare professionals have been saying is uh Binding doesn't put you at higher risk automatically. Just because you bind, you're not going to get coronavirus. But if you do catch it, then uh, people do suggest to stop binding altogether. And people say if that's not possible, then you should restrict your binding to limited times or use an old binder that you've worn out a lot. Um, Or even just wear a tight t-shirt or like tight underclothes underneath your other clothes if possible. so there's that. Also, what they're saying is when you do bind a lot, you should be stretching your upper body. Because if you have a cough and if you have coronavirus, then coughing with a binder on can restrict your lungs and affect the muscles in your chest and your ribs. So they suggest a lot of upper body stretches. Stretch out your neck and roll your shoulders and kind of tilt from side to side to avoid damaging yourself while you cough. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. Just make sure that you're expanding your lungs and when you take your binder off, they suggest you coughing really, really big and loud to fill your lungs and to stretch out your muscles. Thank you for saying that. That's things that I don't even think of, which I should as a queer person. I should be thinking of things like that. And anyway, thank you for opening my mind to that. Well, and to even, even beyond just, I guess the, like um, the medical difficulties with it, there's so many people right now that are put in positions where they can't properly express their gender and it's really detrimental and so i i like a lot of um the information the sources that i'm seeing because they're saying like yeah ideally it would be to not wear the binder but if that's not possible for you if that's going to put you in a lot of mental turmoil and and 
you know, make your dysphoria really bad, then here are other ways. And it's not like shaming people or telling them that they just should point blank period, but it's also giving alternatives kind of, uh, which I like. So yeah, I also have a few, um, one of the reasons why queer people are disproportionately affected by coronavirus is because, um, LGBTQ folk have a higher rate of HIV and cancer, um, and may therefore you have a compromised immune system. Um, and according to a 2015 survey, trans people are five times more likely to be living with HIV compared to the general population. Um, oh, wow. I didn't realize that stat was so high. It's according to NCTE's 2015 U.S. trans survey. Um, so that obviously isn't like a universal statistic, um, but in, in the United States, at least. Um, also, LGBTQ people use tobacco at a rate of 50% times 50% higher than the general population. Um, which and coronavirus is a respiratory illness and if you smoke and if your lungs are damaged then it'll also disproportionately affect you um, so that's something to keep in mind um, yeah and then also this so this I took from uh, the National Center for Transgender Equality and it says that trans adults are also more likely to score their health as poor or fair compared to the general population more than one out of five transgender adults have at least one or more chronic condition such as diabetes, arthritis, or asthma. Fear of discrimination keeps many of us from going to the doctor. This is- Oh, fuck. Yeah, this is taken right from the website. Uh, Many of us from going to the doctor. This may impact the potential novel coronavirus effect on us in three ways. Stigma and discrimination makes transgender people reluctant to get help. Access to healthcare barriers, such as lack of insurance, leaves us less likely to get medical care, um, United States, obviously. And then existing health conditions means more of us live in a state of compromised health. So- Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, again, I'm seeing a lot of online support and a lot of uh, services being offered um, if you're in need of help. But I think it's just good to share that information. Yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate the fact that you always do research and I don't. Yeah, I just wish that I wasn't so drunk from our technical difficulty issues because I feel like I'm slurring. <laughs> oh, you mean the other thing that's my fault? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thomas. Okay. Oh, uh, aren't we all tired of like cis white male mediocrity? Honestly, just give me so much more of it. Can you just take up another couple hours? <laughs> <laughs> Don't burp. That's so rude. Do no. you have a double rainbow for the week? Yeah, I do. I actually have a couple of them. One of them is really short. I FaceTimed my mom yesterday and she was like giggling with joy because she found a whoopee cushion. And she was literally just, like, making it fart and, like, sitting on it and, like, laughing so hard. And I thought it was just really dear and hilarious because it cost 80 cents. And it was, like, the thing that brought her joy. Which, as a wasp, I feel like you won't understand. <laughs> I don't. That was just white noise for me. White noise, specifically. Um, <laughs> yeah, white. The second and more real one is yesterday, Timothy and I took two hours out of our night and we put our phones away and we ran a bath and put a bath bomb in and like brought plants into the bathroom, did face mask and hand mask and foot mask and had like a spa time together. And we turned off all the lights and like were completely silent for an hour and just sat in absolute nothingness. And it was so beautiful. And uh, it really, it really fixed my day, you know? Wow. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have to take your word for it. <laughs> well, Tom, that seems that seems foreign to me at the moment. What's your double rainbow? Oh, <laughs> I should have prepared something, shouldn't I? Yeah, you asked um, me. <laughs> I know. I was hoping I'd think of something, but then I was listening to you. Uh, fuck. I don't know. Did you did you watch anything good? No. Oh, here's okay. So I know I've been like blasting screen time, but uh, I have spent, the only thing you can do is connect with people now because you're doing nothing else. So I've, I have been catching up with a lot of friends, old friends, uh, family that I haven't seen in a while, lots of chats, lots of Zooms, lots of games online. And it's been nice in that way. I have no excuse but to catch up with the people that I've been wanting to catch up with. Do you know what I mean? So I've yes, been doing that. Totally. That's lovely. Yeah. 
Oh, on Friday night, I played. So when I lived in Korea, I had a roommate that was like me, but times the million. And so she, oh, she's from Sudbury. Jillian organized a trivia night with like 40 people from 10 different countries. And so we all saw on this Zoom call for three hours and did this trivia. And it was like, I saw people that I hadn't seen in years. And even though I didn't really talk to them, we were sort of, you know, connected in this weird online community. And I don't know, it's little easy things like that that helped me stay connected to humans. I love that. Yeah, I've definitely been having the same experience. Lots of check-ins, um, seeing more people now than I did pre-corona. Pre-corona. I think on that note, too, let's let's call this. Okay. I'm sad because I like talking to you and not much else. Yeah, I mean, like, you can just call me when we're not recording. That's true. But then who would I be performing for? Only you? That's boring. Just speak really loud so Oz can hear our conversation. <laughs> I have been doing that. Just performatively call me. Okay, great. Then do it sometime. Tom, I miss <laughs> you so much. This is upsetting. I miss you too. Um, I'll look forward to the next time that I can uh, loathe being in the same room as you. Oh, I look forward to that, too. You can even fart around me if you really need to. No, you say that now, but as soon as I do, you're going to kick me out. Don't lie. But I'll, like, I'll like physically attack you after you fart, and, like, I want that, too. Like, that'll be cute. Yeah. Only if you sneeze, like, on the back of my ears after. I'll do whatever you want, Daddy. Okay, that's perfect. Um, on that <laughs> note, we'll see you all next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday, probably. Bye. Bye. Do you clear? Do you queer? 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 Do you que